soldiers. Don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You want to fight? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. All right, so um, let's see what what, what did uh, Donald Trump say this week or this weekend? Yes. So, as we've discussed, you know, I'm reading I'm reading this here. It says it was Sunday morning that Trump brought into question the rights of SNL, Saturday Night Live, to be able to make fun of elected officials. And as many times as you've heard me say it, I'm going to say it again. Fuck elected officials. Yes, please. Right? So his quote is, it is all an unfair news coverage and dim commercials, he wrote. In courts, can't be legal. Hold on one second. Go Start over. What, what, what did he say? Do the quote. You broke up just a little bit. What was, what was the quote again? Okay. The quote is, it is all nothing less than unfair news coverage and dim commercials should be tested in courts, can't be legal, only defame and belittle, collusion, question mark. So he essentially writes in code, like you have to cipher that entire sentence. It's incoherent. It makes no sense almost. Yeah. Right? So... Is he saying that we should set up like a Red Scare, uh, McCarthy-esque type court system that comedians and news and skit shows like SNL should be filtered through before they can make fun of elected officials, right? Coming from the person, coming from the motherfucker that makes fun of and built his entire campaign on belittling right his words and defaming his political rivals right it's crazy it's it is it really is like what what i think is the craziest part of it is people who support him you know i just don't get it and i was a fan of i was you know, I was a fan of theirs until things like this start coming into light. I'm not going to um, belittle somebody for who they vote for because it's our choice. We live in a democracy. But it get, it just keeps getting stranger and weirder 
And how do you support? How do you support that? Yeah. How do you support that? And then he. How do you just? I feel like at the very end he's, uh, you know, saying collusion. Like he's is he questioning like they're colluding? (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, what are they colluding to? You know. Make you look like first of all, you make yourself look bad half of the time, and two, it's Saturday Night Live. Since when did Saturday Night Live really like? You know, it's it's if anything, it's making light of the ridiculousness of the lampooning of the political system that you're already doing. Mm-hmm. Right? Aren't you already like making? A mockery of the political system. I mean, them getting into an argument in the Oval Office on, on camera. Not that I hate when they they did say that they were like, oh, they knew the cameras were rolling, and then they got into this argument. But it's like, you know, I'm glad in a way that that stuff is more out in the open. But at the same time, it's, are you talking about like the Nancy Pelosi? Yeah, Nancy and Pelosi Chuck and Chuck Schumer, and uh, and that was funny. It was and the vice president. And, yeah, the vice president just sat there. But I'm saying. It's well, that not, was weird too. It, it was weird, but it's like you're, you know, it's a comedy sketch show. You can't right now. Like that, I think that's the scariest part. We were talking about that in the the other episode. I think when you go after comedy, that is probably when we're like, you know, comedians are getting, you know, their mics cut off because of jokes. You know, yeah. You know, they're going, you know, ten years back or you know let's say they even went five years back to find an inappropriate joke like look man it's an inappropriate joke whether you thought it was in taste in good taste or bad taste or or whether you're you're not sure whether it was a joke or not who cares it's words it's words you cannot police words on that on that same note the oscars went back they found some uh you know at first they're like oh we found some homophobic uh, jokes that Kevin Hart said, you know, and, you know, those jokes, they don't have a place anymore in our society, right? But when it comes down to it, the joke was about letting his son play with dolls. Yeah. Right? And that starts off with saying it's a joke. Like, when per- a person jokes about something, do they really feel that way about it, or do they think this will this will make for a funny story? You know what I mean? Especially comedian. Especially you a know? comedian. So now he has the Oscars wanted him to apologize, right? So we want you to apologize for something you said in 1982, right? In order to host our show, and Kevin Hart said, uh, "Fuck y'all," Fuck your show. which he should have. Yeah, I'm so glad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so now they're not even going to have a host. So I'm all for that. Like, if you if you say something, right, and then 10 years later somebody wants you to apologize for it, I mean, depending on the situation, right, if it's like, hey, I haven't talked to my favorite cousin in 10 years because last time we got together I said his wife had a buffalo's ass, and he just, you know, and good on him because he was sticking up for his wife. I'll apologize to him now. I should have said that. I've right? seen your cousin's it, wife's ass. It's huge. Yeah. It's, it's Buffalo's ass. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, you know, she was in a fire. Everybody, was and 
the only thing to save her ass was for them to fuse a buffalo's buffalo's ass onto it. her. It's but no, I mean, good on Kevin Hart. <laughs> sticking to his guns and not. Yeah, no, I. Uh, and this is in connection with Donald Trump trying to test SNL. If you're going after comedy, I think that's, you know, that it, it, it's 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 going too far. You know, I mean, you could you could make a case for well, if the news is absolutely biased, and it's reporting stuff that are indeed, or that is indeed fake, there should be you know, some repercussions. Usually they do, um, what do they call it? Not a recant. What do they call it when uh, they have to write a certain article, like recanting? Um, um, oh, yeah, like a, uh, like a redacted article. Yeah, like, something uh, to that effect. I hate that we can't find yeah. that word, but you understand what I'm getting at. You know, those those are things. Redact is a pretty cool Yeah, or recant. So, cool so, you know, they, they those things I understand, but when it comes to comedy, I think that's the last it's like the last uh it's the last stop like it's the last part of the, it's it's the last place where we have the ultimate free speech where we could say anything if you listen to Theophon it's like listening to a cartoon character he says the most ridiculously outrageous things it's so it's funny it's ridiculous but most comedians are like that and there's there's a yeah. lot of stuff that and you know like they recently were going after you know, baby, it's cold outside. And it's like, that is such an old song. You know, listen to uh, Nicki Minaj or what's the new girl's name. You know, listen listen Cardi to their B. music. Cardi B, you know, she's telling people how to eat her ass and shit. Like, you know, it's like, yo, guys, music is offensive now. Things are offensive now. And then um, if we're switching gears to, you know, a seven-year-old girl dying in custody, you know, those are the things we need to be outraged about, not about comedy uh, sketch comedy writers. That's what that's what allows us yeah. to laugh at the ridiculousness of our nation right now. This the the things that are happening right now. We need sketch comedy. We need comedians so that we can laugh at the pain. Otherwise, we'll drown in it. You know, that's our escape and you're going to take our escape away and, and try to, it's crazy. It, it's not, we, we can't allow that to happen, man. So we're thinking of the word retract. Like we've retracted the article. Yeah. It's a, put out a retraction. Something. Yeah. 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 I said, okay. Yeah, and wait. so, yeah, like I see <laughs> what you're saying, like comedy, I, for, I think we said this in yeah, the last yeah, podcast, said, yeah. right? Which I I listened to. I thought it was pretty good. But we've said before <laughs> that, like, <laughs> shout out, pretty good. Shout, shout out to out. us yesterday, last week. Anyway, go ahead. We even <laughs> had the podcast idea about how comedy was the last of the public philosophers. Yeah, and they were doing it in a way to where when they told a joke, you're like, man, I. I've kind of thought about it in this way, but he put it in a way that, like, yes, that's fucking, it's brilliant. Like, I wouldn't have had the courage to say that, or maybe I wouldn't have had the brains to yeah. think that. But you're bringing something to light. You're, you're allowing me to dig inside of myself and say, you know what? In, the, in this moment, in this instance, I'm a, I'm a dumbass. Like, 
Why didn't yeah, I they, think of this before? They, they, the best comedians exemplify the absurdity of the human condition, right? They, they, oh. they bring to light the absurdity of our, our condition in the in this day and age, and and allow us to you know. Really understand it, you know. There was um, that joke by Dave Chappelle that I always thought it's like, you know, you you have to be. You have to be pretty good at writing comedy when you could. Okay, so it was about um, R. Kelly uh, when he urinated on that girl and she was like 16 or 15 years old. And that's absolutely wrong, except he was like, he goes, uh, she could have moved out of the way. <laughs> you know, what I mean? like she didn't have to stand there. Now, that sounds like a horrible joke to say, especially if you don't know literally the circumstances that that took place for this. And what he was ultimately, if you if you ever go um, look up this uh, um, stand up bit, um, what he was saying is he goes, it's wrong for somebody to do that to someone else because she is a child and it's absolutely wrong. Right. So I'm not going to sit here and say that that and this is what he was getting at. And then I agree with him. But he's like, I'm not going to sit here and say that, oh, it should be OK. But if she's a child, then how come we're. Uh, prosecuting other children as adults for other crimes you can't convict yeah. somebody so which which brings us to one thing that i wanted to um and we're kind of jumping all over the place because today we're just freestyling it folks but yeah. there was a girl that in uh was uh 16 years old she was a prostitute she was she was kind of forced into prostitution. She she was a, a drug addict because she was also given drugs. And then there was a 41 or 43-year-old man who, um, you know, basically had her, um, you know, for a couple weeks and was raping her and all these things. And she ended up killing him in his sleep. And some of the details of the story um, escaped me. Um, and we'll, we'll probably do an episode covering this. People are, are saying she needs to be... Um, she needs to be released because she is 16 and she is going to be, she won't be eligible for parole. She might've been 16 when she was convicted, but she won't be eligible for parole um, for 51 years. And it, it just, you know, there's these stories where guys are, um, are convicted of rape and the judge gives them a, a six month uh, sentence. And then like years of probation because you know, otherwise it would destroy this guy's, you know, swimming career. And it's like, how, how is one person getting 51 years when they're in some of the worst situations as a child? And then another guy is getting six months in jail for rape. And then we have a president yeah. who's like, oh, we need to, you know, maybe uh, filter these comedians you know, material before we allow them to air it. It's like where our our moral values are. The, I don't even know if that's more. Yeah, it's it's just everything is out of balance right now. There's no real yeah. balance to how we react and to I, things. Go ahead. The frightening thing is is that history shows that when things are, you know, history is like a it's like a pendulum, right? So when things become out of balance, yeah, it's going to swing. They're swinging towards the like they're swinging towards the wrong side. And yeah. generally, it takes things 
it takes society and 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 people to falter and how would you say it? like spiral further down yeah. before we rise back up. And that's what I've, I've told you before. Again, I think on the other podcast we talked about being in a new dark age without realizing. Well, I mean, and I think that we're going to have to spiral. We're going to have to face that spiral. Before I, I mean, think back. about how many, how the escalation of mass shootings. Like I know. I think sometimes when I talk about these things, I feel like, you know, people are like, well, how is this connected to that? How is it? It's because you, in some ways, it's like, it's like you see how there's an imbalance in justice, how one person will get convicted harshly for something um, um, that we might think is, you know, like self-defense or a minor drug charge. And then somebody's getting away with something like, you know, following a kid around at night and shooting him and saying, oh, I was in fear of my life. You know, um, there's an imbalance there in the judicial system, in the justice system. And then there's an imbalance in our political system. There's an imbalance in um, our economics. And then I think about, well, ever since I was a kid, right, from, from the time that we were kids, Nate, how old are you again, Nate? Yeah. 41. 41. We're the same age. So remember, since since we were kids, right? Think of how mass shootings have escalated. Think about how many riots there have been since we were kids. And how many riots there were just before we were kids. Like, watch riots. Was that even... That wasn't even before us. We were, like, kids. I don't remember it because I was, a, like, probably a, a toddler or something. Yeah. But, um... Or was that in the 60s? When did the Watts riots happen? I'm not you know sure. What? I'm going to Google that right yeah, now. Google that. But there's like the Watts riots, the Rodney King riots, some of the, the riots that have happened in, you know, within the last 10 years, um, um, the riots that are happening in, in uh, France, um, the you Arab know, Spring. Arab Spring, um, the stuff that's happening down in Venezuela. Like a lot of it's Venezuela, right? Um, in South America, like yeah. a lot of a lot of things are happening, and you're just seeing all this kind of imbalance in in the world, and it just makes you say, "Well, what you know? Where is this going? Where's this? It's coming to a head." And I told somebody this the other day. I feel like, you know, if you have lung cancer and you cough up blood, that is the symptom. You may not know that you have lung cancer until you cough up blood. I think Donald Trump is like us coughing up blood. I yeah. know that sounds dramatic, but I'm saying he's like this. We we got so sick of politicians being so crooked and corrupt that we coughed his ass up on ourselves. Right. He's he's and what so, resulted. And so what is the what is the solution going to be? But more of the same. Cut it like, out. We right. Saw what you're going to have to. We saw what happened. You know, when we when we ventured off the path, and so now we need a, you know, Beto O'Rourke yeah. to come in and, you know what I mean? It's, well, we need to collapse gonna, a lung is what we need to do. Yeah. Our lungs are going to collapse real quick. So the Watts riots <laughs> happened in 1965, but you and I, yeah. my man, I think we, we, witnessed, we witnessed the first, uh, the first, how would you say it? Before viral 
like before viral video was. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, Rodney King. It was. We witnessed Rodney King. Yeah. yeah. There was probably the one of the first viral videos, besides like, um, you know, the assassin. The uh, man, I hate. I hate when I forget the the name, the Truder. What is it called? The 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 assassination of JFK. There's the most watched video. Oh yeah, the Sapruda Sapruder. Yeah, well, right. let's let's fuck yeah. that one up really good. But yeah, you get the <laughs> Sapruda yeah. video, whatever. Sapruda Sapruda films, right? Yeah. Well, y'all know what we're talking about. Y'all know. Don't act like you don't know. Sam and I both have jobs and families. We got yeah. shit to do, people. I tell you what, you want us to mind. get all, you want us to really prepare for these damn episodes? Go ahead and support <laughs> support the podcast. Click the button, yeah. donate a dollar. That's all you got to do. Zapruder. Zapruder. We were, we were close. We had at least yes. two syllables down. I think plus, that counts. I want to say that it's, you know, uh, like seven o'clock at night. Yeah, I've had a full day's full day work. I'm drunk. I work with teenagers, <laughs> and they are assholes. Yeah, and so oh, man. if I forget the Zapruder films, please forgive me. The right? point is, forgive is me. that was the that is probably still one of the most watched videos ever. And then we saw yeah. Rodney King getting beaten down, and if for those. Now, I don't know if there's any young people who don't really know about the Rodney King riots, but he was beaten by, I want to say, was it like six cops? I know it was four yeah. that were on trial. It was like four to six cops that were on trial, and they were beating him so badly. I mean, they beat him within an inch of his life. I mean, seriously. I mean, and not was, just like with their fists. Like these motherfuckers oh, they had were, nightsticks out. Yeah, with their batons. They were beating him. And literally, like you're watching it. When you saw that video, and I was a kid, I remember when we, we saw that video. When you saw that video, you're pretty much watching somebody get beaten to death. And he wasn't doing yes. anything. He was, you know, they're like, yeah, well, why does he keep moving? What? Because unfortunately, he's not unconscious yet. And he's he, in pain. And it's it's hard to. And I, you know, I it, mean, it's he crazy. was. I think he was on drugs, right? So there was, but I mean, when you see the video, it's not when they say, "Oh, why was did he keep moving?" He's not attacking them. He's like covering up his head, and they're beating him in his arms and legs, his yeah. body, his head, it's, like he's just he's writhing around in pain, trying to <laughs> yeah. not take full blows to the head and body by. Four to six cops. So this was beating him. This was, you know, I mean, give credit where credit's due. This was uh, the late George H. W. Bush's era, where this film came out, and this was the first full-on live-action era where we had Desert Storm. Yeah. Do you remember watching Desert Storm on TV? Yeah. Where it was yeah. just twenty-four-seven. Like war, uh, nothing but artillery going up in the air, night vision. So Sam and I have the we're in a particular situation to where we were, you know, in just the right time to start seeing what our kids now live on a daily basis yeah. you know, with instant access to information. Only yeah. we didn't have we didn't have phones. We had. The television that was yeah. bringing all of this to us, and I and you know 
seeing the cops who you have grown up thinking are the good guys, like just completely beat down an unarmed person, like just, I mean, going to town on him like he was a pinata on the ground. It was crazy, you know? yeah. It was like we'd never seen anything like that in our lives. We'd never seen anything like that. And then the the conclusion of all that was that those guys were all acquitted. Mm-hmm. Everybody saw it. And and um, the people of California were like, cool, let's go ahead and burn this motherfucker down. And yeah. a lot of people... So if I, I just... If- if I remember right, okay, not only were they just beating this unarmed man down, but he was handcuffed, wasn't he? I, I don't know if he was handcuffed. I don't I don't I, I think he was handcuffed. Yeah, I don't I don't think he was at the time. I, I don't know. I'm gonna if, look that up. Yeah, you can look it up. I'm I'm pretty sure he wasn't handcuffed at the time. I'm like ninety nine percent sure. Because I remember you know, and it was a long time ago, but I remember like him. One of the things is like, because I remember people saying like, well, in the defense of the cops, like, well, why does he keep moving around? They're telling him he's got his hands like the way I remember it is he's got his hands like on his forehead, like you're covering your your head. You know, you're trying to protect yourself. You have your hands at your guard and they're beating his hands. They're beating his head. They're beating his body. They're beating his legs. I mean, they're just beating him, beating him. And they just keep swinging okay. on this guy. And um, I, I, I just don't understand how people could watch that and and kind of, you know, it's funny is because I'm like, I also have a, I don't know if this is funny. This is, <laughs> I'm just talking about that. And in the meantime, I have UFC fight pass. And I'm like, speaking of beatings, did you see the Kevin Lee and Ally Aquinta fight? <laughs> hey, look, Rodney King. Yeah. I, I man, my heart broke for that guy. They the riots happened because of of the acquittal of those cops. And I've always said this; it's not a popular opinion, but people are always confused as why, when you're outraged at injustice, why would you go about burning down the neighborhood? Why would you go about rioting? Because go ahead, people, keep voting. Keep putting your name. Keep putting checking a name on a box. And see how far that gets you when people are funneling billions of dollars into super PACs. While all these people are making, you know, or are in basically in business with the same people they went to college and had for were fraternity brothers with. Like that's who's running the country. Yes, they're they're all like coming what, from the same what? Ivy League colleges. They're all in the, the you know, similar fraternities. They all used to debate each other when they were in college. They used to travel around the United States having debates. And now they're having these debates on stages. And we watch them like it's like this main event, like it's the Super Bowl. We're all fixated on theater. It's theater. We're watching a reality TV show that's not based on reality. The votes are rigged. There's so many ways to rig voting gerrymandering all types of ways to ensure that either your perception of the candidate is skewed either they actually are stealing your votes there's no way to know for certain 
whether I mean uh, electoral college and there's good arguments for why the electoral college exists but there's also a, a crazy imbalance in how these candidates are chosen and then when they are chosen you, you you got two choices either a bucket of shit or a pile of shit those are your choices exactly choose wisely yeah and I mean kind of back to your point you know how much do black people have a stake in their own communities? You know, they don't own the, the yeah. corner stores. Like, go into a black community and tell me how many WalMarts you have there. Tell me how many. Tell me how many. Uh, you know, Dollar Generals or wh- whatever it is that you want. Like, I'll tell you that there, there's and, a, probably more liquor stores, and I've lived in really bad neighborhoods. There's always yeah. a nice liquor store, a pawn shop, a gun store. And you usually could go buy your liquor. Um, and, and a loaf of bread. And a loaf of bread and get your check cashed all at the same place. Yes. Like it, people don't realize it because we all live in our bubbles. And that's why you got people protesting Victoria's Secret for a, a sideways transgender remark. Um, and we'll break that one down maybe right now or tomorrow. But... People are protesting an underwear store when there are atrocities happening in the world and you ladies want to go out there and and protest this. I understand you got your feelings hurt. Look it up if you're wondering what the hell I'm talking about. I understand they got their feelings hurt. I'm not talking to you, Nate, although you need to look it up too. But no, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know. It's like, but there are other <laughs> atrocities that are happening around the world and we're we're protesting against comedy and we're protesting against yeah. the fact the 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 Victoria's Secret thing is they they protested Victoria's Secret because the guy who or the people who run the Victoria's Victoria's Secret runway show you know they said well somebody asked them how come there's no like transgender people and he's like well they they've you know auditioned for it but they haven't made the cut and it's a fantasy and I'm paraphrasing, so, you know, maybe I get a little wrong. But it's a fantasy. You know, they're saying, you know, the Victoria's Secret runway is a fantasy, right? Yeah. If, if I have a fantasy, I, my fantasy, if I'm going to dream up a fantasy and make a production of a fantasy, there's not going to be transgender people in there. It's not because I exclude them because I'm some sort of transgender phobic person. It's because I don't fantasize about them. There, if I have a right. dream and there's a transgender person in it, that's not a fantasy dream. I didn't. That was right. one. I, I, I promise you, if I'm having a dream and people are going to get upset about this, good for you. I don't care. Listen, if I have a dream and I'm making out with some girl and all of a sudden that person turns on to have a penis, that was a nightmare I had. That wasn't a dream. I didn't wake up and go, wow, guys, damn it. You woke me up too early. No, thank you for waking me up just in time. It was getting ugly in there. Go ahead. I, I run with that. Just just to, you know, I'm sorry, people, that y'all had to hear that rant. Yeah, if no. I have a dream. That's the truth, though. If I have a dream that, you know, there's a beautiful woman in front of me, and all of a sudden she has a dick, I'm going to fucking ride with it. Yeah, I'm no. going with it. It's my dream. So... Uh, I'm just telling you can have his opinions, which is he's a free man. Hey, but I'm just going to say in my dream, I'm just telling you that's literally a, that's a scary thought 
if I was ever making out with a girl and we're like getting hot and heavy, and I reach down, and there's I'm, I'm that's it, the night is over. <laughs> I opt out. Yeah. Well, Sorry that's, that's, to break your in heart. In my fantasies, now in my fantasies, which are different, I would. That's not what I fantasize. That's about, the point. Yeah. Right. Well, that's yeah. the point. The guy that that that's the point. If we're building a fantasy, exactly. you know, that's not part of the fantasy we're building. Now, if you're if you're um if that's what you're into and you're building that fantasy, then go for it. But you can't protest someone's fantasy. You can't be upset with me because that's not something I fantasize about. I don't fantasize right. about golf either. I've never dreamt that I was playing golf because I don't like golf. I don't I watch golf. I don't go to golf stores. But at the same time, you don't that wish that like golf was not a thing. Yeah, like, but I don't wish that transgender I, people aren't a thing. Like that, they're cool with exactly. me. That's, it's not, that's what I tell everybody yeah. all the time when they when they ask me things like this. It's like if you knew my real answer, you'd be more pissed than if I told you that I was transphobic. My real answer is that I don't give a fuck. Yeah, and like let them, let let whoever do whatever. Like, like if you, I don't care about i don't give a shit about their opinions they're people just like we are yeah like if I you took that rant shit. as a, a sound bite i would sound like a horrible person except i stand right. by it but if i had a friend and they were uh they, they said hey man i'm transgender i'd be like oh that's cool anyway um did you see venom do you want to go get a sandwich i mean yeah. like oh, do you want to talk about that's it awesome. Yeah, like if you want to talk about it, we could talk about it. But if the guy said, hey, you ever fantasize about me? I'd be like, no, not at all. Not at all. Not <laughs> yeah. once. Like, why, why would you ask me that? Yeah, like, I've never, like, had, a, I, I never, never had did. a girl. Never, not ask, once. Like, you know. I feel like, like I'm going to have a fantasy. Now, I'm going to dream about that tonight. I feel like that's exactly happen. what's going to happen. I'm going to have, and it's probably, and I'm going to wake up and be like, huh, hmm, I'm oddly satisfied. So while we're on, while we're on this note of, <laughs> Of fantasy and imagination. Yeah. So there was a poll taken out, right? And I was looking at this the other day, and it's one of those things that you should just, like, you scroll and you just keep scrolling past it. But then I was like, okay, I'm going to take the bait. Let me read a little bit about this. So did you see that where they there's a poll taken and they're saying that Santa should be gender neutral? Oh, really? Right. And But the thing is, is I, I tried to dig a little bit deeper but here was my here was my initial thought, right? Santa needs to be transgender. Okay. Well, first of all, Santa is not real. fucking real, right? What's happening? So, in the world of imagination, Santa could be a thirty foot purple monkey with a ten foot dick that has a vagina at the end of it. Yeah if you were so inclined to imagine Santa, right? But so I start looking and it's like, it's a, a graphic design company that put this poll out Yeah. because they're trying to make money off of your emotions, yeah. trying to make money off of your, what you think are values, what you think are beliefs. And they're, they're just trying to make money off of you. So they pulled this and the people were like, Santa should be a woman now. Santa should have, Different color hair, Santa, and it, it went but on and like, on. it's so why, like, why even say Santa should be a woman now? Like, I don't, I hate Christmas. There's another thing so y'all should not, know about me. <laughs> deep in the story, like, Santa had a heart attack. He's a 
fast that eats nothing but milk and cookies. Yeah. And now Mrs. Claus. That's what I was saying. It's like, why don't you just, you know, include Mrs. Claus more into your? And if you're look, if you're gonna lie to your children and and um, tell them that Santa Claus is real, tell them it's Mrs. Claus that comes, or tell them, hey, because this is what children who are getting, you know, a Sony PlayStation or you know whatever you buy your stupid kids for Christmas want to hear did you know that santa's gonna bring you uh uh the favorite toy whatever you wish as long as you're good and he has breasts did you know that like what is why is that coming into the story i i would my kid doesn't even know that santa has a penis except that it's a guy there's no that that doesn't we're not even talking about that what are you what are y'all doing what's happening I am baffled is, by it. We can bring this full circle by going back to a conversation <laughs> I had with a friend, a lifelong friend, or not lifelong, a longtime friend that I've known since probably uh, the Rodney King getting beaten down by Koss era. Like, mm-hmm. let's say since 90 or 90, 91, 92. She worked with the Beto O'Rourke campaign. She is a highly educated person. She, in the last, I think it was maybe two years ago, she works with uh, kids, and she, each one of her kids that she worked with, collectively, they got over a million dollars in scholarships, Sam. Like, this is who this woman is. She, the, every single kid that she worked with in the, in the school system, they all got multiple multiple scholarships and if i'm if i'm right about this had to turn some of them down you know what i mean yeah so she's a she is a uh well what's the word she's a force yeah right she works with that's all work during his campaign right and when he lost I made a comment on Facebook. It was a one-sentence comment. She said, thanks for breaking everything that all of us that have worked so hard down into such a uh, minuscule level. I really appreciate that. And I told her, my comment back to her was like, hey, this was not an attack on you. This was an attack on Beto. Because Beto is Santa Claus. You're telling your kids, you're telling your friends, I believe in this person and what he can do. Just like you would tell your kids, I believe in Santa and his magic bag of tricks. Yeah. You're putting all of your faith and all of that intelligence that you have into another human being that is, in the end, only going to disappoint you. Right? Yeah. And, of course, she un- she unfriended me on Facebook. I haven't talked to her or anything since. But this is somebody that I've known for 20-something years. You know? And it's the same with Trump. You're putting all of your faith into him and you're allowing his bag of tricks to make a totalitarian statement like let's put SNL in front of the courts and see what, you know, it's it's no different than Santa Claus. These people don't care who you are. They may be real. Trump is real. Beto is real. But they don't have a magic bag of tricks. Nope. 
their magic bag of tricks are their words. And 90% of the time, they're going to let you down. 90% of the time. 90% of the time, they're going to let yeah. you down. I Go in front of an Obama supporter and really listen and ask him, what did Obama do for America? And I, I'm, you know, our listeners, you, you know, anybody else, I want a coherent layout. If you give me one, I'll be like, you know what? You're right. Maybe he was the best president of all time. And then again, maybe he had a power grab just as appalling as Trump's by making the party that says a person, wait, keep politics away from my body. Keep Congress away from my body. Keep elected officials away from my body. Now you're going to say you have to buy health insurance or you have to pay a fine, right? No. So show me something other than that. That was his legacy, was Obamacare. But it was just as much a power grab as it was anything else. If I'm a free person, why are you making me do this? And if I don't, you're making me pay a fine? That sounds a little bit like I'm in prison, bro. You know? Sounds like I'm not exactly as free as I need to be. Yeah. And I'm going to quit ranting and let you talk now because... I'm going off. I'm going off no. the list. Hey, I think we I, need to I, talk about the seven, the seven-year-old girl scene. Yeah, I mean, that one. I, I would like a little more information. I was looking at at some stuff here. I don't. Do you have more information on on the seven-year-old girl? I mean, I think maybe just as kind of another rant. Like looking at this, there's so many people at fault. But when it comes down to it, a seven-year-old child died, whether it was her parents' fault for bringing her from Guatemala, right? Right. Or whether it was when she was taken into, taken into U.S. custody, she died in U.S. custody, right, because she was severely dehydrated and she hadn't eaten over a period of like seven days, right? She hadn't eaten but, in seven days while in custody? No, before, before, before custody. custody. She mm -hmm. died within 24 hours of being in custody. Yeah. Right. And so I think I, what I heard on NPR was either 60 or 90. Either way, that's, you know, it's like driving from here, from New Braunfels where I live, to Austin where you live, right? So 50-something. 50, almost 60 miles to get to the nearest hospital is where, when they took her into custody, that's how far they had to go. Yeah. Right. So let's say an hour, hour and a half away, something like that. But we'll never know things like how long was she just, you know, put in a cell or in an office before they gave her aid or water or food. We'll never know things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. To me, that's not even my point. You know, going back to Trump and his, like, totalitarian kind of ways, when you and I were kids, right, I remember having to get under our desk in school because we thought 
that the Russians might send a nuclear bomb over here. You know, yeah. they had to practice drills like that, like almost like tornado drills that we get under our desk as if our desks were nuclear bomb proof. Right. Fairy tales once again. Right. But when you when I think of the wall, I think of like East Berlin. I think of uh, Reagan telling Gorbachev to tear down that wall. So now that we have the blood of a seven year old child on our hand. And it's not, it's not all of America's fault. It's not necessarily, I mean, more of the blame probably should go on the parents, right? But I, when I think of Trump supporters that still want to build the wall, I, don't, I think of them in the same way that I think of our former enemies. You are no better than a Cold War communist. You're buying into the fears right, of the administration that you lick at their boots at. The administration that you're licking at their boots, you're buying into their fears of these people are our enemies. Seven-year-old children are not our fucking enemy, right? So that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, I mean, I know um, I have a friend that works um, for the consulate in in Austin, and I was talking to him about it. Um, You know, we might, if you're interested, I'm I'm sure you are, we could go visit some of these facilities. I mean, we're close by to these facilities. And uh, he's visited them, and I asked him, you know, know, like, how bad are they? And he goes, man, they're, they're bad. He goes, they're bad. He said it, he goes, it's basically like cages you would keep dogs in that they're holding children in. Like he goes, they're as bad as you think they are. And they're trying to shut down one. And he goes, the unfortunate thing is there's one that's not very far away from um, like us in Austin. And uh, he said, the unfortunate thing, they want to shut that down. um, But it's actually one of the the nicer ones and the reason why they want to shut that down is where they're holding like some women and there's reports of rape and stuff like that happening at those places and they want to shut it down and he goes the problem is is it's one of the better locations and when you shut that down they're going to go to places that are even worse so when people think you know you know the the seven-year-old girl you know might be kind of something that brings more light to a situation out there that that is uh, probably worse than what happened to the seven-year-old girl because I don't know any of the specifics, so it's hard for me to comment right. on it. And, um, um, like, I shouldn't even comment on it. And uh, if we do... Well, um, I think you can comment on the sort of, like, uh, morality. Yeah. It's just as far you know, as, like, you know, was she in how long... You know, she if she was dehydrated and she hadn't eaten or, or drank something for several days... It was outside of custody. You know, when did they get a hold of her? And then what, you know, what, how did they treat the situation and all that good stuff? And, you know, where, you know, I don't know those specifics. So what ended up resulting in, um, you know, her death? Yeah, I know, you know, people say, well, the parents are the ones that brought them. And I'm like, you know, nobody, nobody, you know, there's a lot of really bad parents. But I, I, 
Yeah. Nobody's running away from Guatemala, you know, with their children because they have it great. Because right. everything is, you know, just going just fine for them. And they just said, hey, let's go on this ridiculous hype hike with our seven-year-old. And we're going to make some bad choices along the way. And that's that's what it was. The the reason, yeah. you know, they're, they're immigrating here and looking for asylum is because what they're going through is, to them, the best option than staying where they are. Where they are, it has to be something so bad that they would put their children at risk this way. You know, sure. so, so, you know, I, I think it's, it's hard for us to imagine because we don't go through that. We don't have right. it like and that, it, you know, and we can't so, think outside of ourselves. This is, this is the same, hold, hold on one second. We, this is the same reason yeah. why we have protests about underwear stores. This is the same reason we're shutting down comedians who make jokes because we live in a fucking bubble. So plush. So yeah. beautifully plush that you fucking hurt my feelings, man. Stop yeah. hurting my feelings. <laughs> you don't have the right to hurt my feelings. I have fucking um, feelings, and I don't want you to hurt my feelings. You're, you're, you're really hurting my self-esteem. That's our protest these days. Yeah. Self-esteem no, issues. Is you're hurting my self-esteem. And you shouldn't have the right to do that. And you know what? I, I'm, this is where, there's, here's my protest. Stop shame shaming. I should be able to shame you. Don't shame me for shaming people. You should be ashamed. No more shame shaming. I'm going to put it on a t-shirt. I'm going to wear it everywhere. I shame you. Don't shame me back. Shame on yes. you for shaming the shamer. Deal with that shit. I fart in your general direction. Your mother was a hamster and your father smells of elderberries. Okay? You freaking pansies are making me sick. Shame on all of you. You should look in the mirror and you should feel ashamed. And I want to make it clear. I have no problem with uh, uh, transgender people. I just don't fantasize about them. And you're going to have to deal with that, folks. I, I promise you, there's tons of people, probably billions, probably, I couldn't say for certain, but there's probably billions of people that never fantasize about me. And I'm cool with that. I'm totally I, I cool with it. I realized this about <laughs> myself the other day. I realized this. I, there's a certain female that I'm in you know, uh, close proximity with, um, no, I won't say, Stop no, it's it. not like that. <laughs> no, it's not like that. It's not like that. That's the point that I'm making. Yeah. And, um, everything in my brain tells me I should be attracted to this girl. Every, every thing from her hair yeah. to her height to her shape. Right. And then I'm like, but I'm not. Like, why not? What, like, it's all the signals in the past would have been there. It's but because now it's I, not. I know why. Why? 
It's because of your shame, Nate. Your shame. You're too ashamed of yourself to even allow yourself to be attracted to someone who will shame you. And you don't want to be shamed. So you're like, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not going to let my brain wander into a place where this fantasy is so inappropriate these days. I feel like you know it's this. Funny? It's is, it's your. I know ad- you're joking. <laughs> no, I'm. But I I'm, think you're right. I'm so right. Like I'm joking, not joking. It's like what we say about comedians. It is a joke that sheds light on an actual thing. You're at an age that it's like, look, man, why am I trying to even gonna feel? If I even entertain, like, oh man, if I'm attracted to her, it's almost like you're to be attracted to somebody. And maybe this is a kind of ridiculous way to think about it. But it's like, if there was a girl that was, oh man, obviously she's attracted, but I don't let, of course, it's dancing around in your head. It is dancing. You are attracted to her, but you're like, but no, I'm not. You, you, you treat her like she was like a niece or a, a, a family member, somebody that, yeah. you know, being attracted to her is totally inappropriate because the reality is, you know, somewhere deep down, she's totally not attracted to you. And if she if you did make a pass at her she would be so offended you would ruin all all of the situations you ever shared together all of your jokes everything would go out the window she's already probably amused by you because you're a charming man that's that's true and so you would totally shit all over it you would shit over the whole situation so don't do it nate don't allow yourself you have so much ego hog that i'm willing to just be in the funny guy friend zone she will shame you and you should be in the funny guy friend zone it's a good zone it's a great comfortable cushy zone you could enjoy it she can enjoy it don't don't and the asshole in me is saying in the past when you've been in the funny guy friend zone i know you that girl has talked to another girl about you yeah. And you've totally dicked that shit down. Yep. That's true. Yep. You're right. So hold on to the shame. I should come to you more often, Sam. Listen, and that's good old fashioned healthy shame that you're hoarding. <laughs> and you need it. It is. Shame has shaped your life. It shaped your relationship. It uh it shaped your beard. It's why you're it you is. shave your head. It's out of shame. Many people have told me how <laughs> wise I look because of my beard. Yeah. So if you true. if you didn't sh- shape the beard, you'd be filled with more shame. Shame has is why oh, you sure. you groom yourself. It's why you shaved your sure. head because you're ashamed of your male pattern balding. It's true. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna live with that. What yeah. are you kidding me? I'm. I, it's happening to me, and I'm gonna commit to it <laughs> as soon as I feel like it's absolutely necessary. And then I'm gonna have a a wonderful hat collection. I met, it's funny because I met this dude the other day. <laughs> Which I do. Yes, I do. I met this guy the other day and I was like, man, that's a really nice fedora you have there. And I go, you know what's so interesting about you? I bet you you have a wonderful hat collection. Am I right? And he's like, yeah, I do. And I go, you know what's so interesting about that is you have such long flowing hair. Most people who have wonderful hat collections, they're bald and they're covering up their shame. <laughs> and that's what hat collections were made for. Nah, anyway. That's true. There's my. It's all true. Hey, look. Damn it. If you're, if you're, <laughs> I was about to say something bad. If you're transitioning. We need to start a skit called 
being psychoanalyzed by Sam. I, I should. And have I, people call No, I, I was really thinking about that. I was like, you know what? This is a segment called, I'm going to read you now. All right? Now, don't say anything. I've talked to you long enough. It's where I go. I have like maybe a 10-minute interview with you. And then... I read you and I'd say, you have father issues, but that's an easy one because we all do. So I have to dig deeper. Sure. I have to dig deeper. Who doesn't have a father issue? Some people have an issue with their father being so nice and wimpy. They don't like that. They want more issues. Yeah. It's, a, it's a complex thing, but I do it pretty it good. I freak people out. Dad issues are, I think they're more complex than mommy issues. Yes. Yeah. Which I think we all have mommy issues too. Yeah. Well, Nate, um, we just hide them. I we think hide them I think this uh, if this airs, I think it's going to be entertaining to at least two people, me and you, and maybe two yes. other random individuals. And I want to thank them so, for being entertained. I think we should let the listeners know yeah. that what we just went through right here, even though it was a little more like us sounding like we're talking on a podcast. It's how we came up with the idea. Of having a podcast. Hey, this is just we, a regular we conversation. We talked for like two hours about current events and our opinions and all that stuff. And so we might be on to something with this, Sam. Just yeah. fucking Who would have thought it. this up? It's crazy. <laughs> yes. It's a new, is this a new format? Probably not. It's a new format. Uh yeah, you know, so we branch off, sure. we circle about all of our other um, episodes, we've, we've struggled with trying to keep it within like a coherent thread. <laughs> We're like, you know yeah. what, we're going to try and make sense for 20 minutes at a time. And that's, yeah, if you thought we that's did. hard for anybody. If, yeah, if you thought we did at any given moment, uh, we have success, we have succeeded. Donald Trump cannot even put together a 144 character coherent tweet thread. That oh my God! Stays coherent. So All right. So I think we did pretty good. I'm gonna go ahead and say that's uh, this episode. Uh, Nate, any parting words? I just want to say one last thing. Yeah. We yeah. talked about the seven-year-old girl. I don't want to end on a downer. No, no. But we, you know, blame the parents, blame Border Patrol, blame. Donald Trump, they, pro they all definitely have something to contribute to this. Yeah. But let's not let the Democrats that think that we should just have open borders go unpunished in this as well. Stop telling people that America is a racist, terrible place, and then saying, but hey, our borders are open for you to come to this terrible, racist place. If it is what you say then that seven-year-old girl's blood is as much on your hands as it is anyone else. And that's all I, that I'll, I'll end with that. I'll just say that's interesting, and we're going to have to talk about that and hash it out, Nate. We're going to unpack that at another time. I will say Let's this. Listen, look, if you try to take that last, that one rant, there's going to be one rant here that I said about my fantasies, not including... Uh, a lot of people that are having hard times with, you know, uh, their shame these days. And I just want to say, look, man, to each his own. Y'all, I have no problem. I have friends that are, are um, homosexual. I, 
and and I have no problem with any of them. I have no problem with with people doing their own thing. I'm just saying there are really there's really there's atrocities happening in this world that are worse than the Victoria's Secret runway show. Let's get our priorities straight. Let's come together and figure it out. You don't have to be included in everybody's fantasies. You don't have to be included in everyone's thoughts. And you don't have to be included in everyone's prayers. Should you? Yeah, that would make sense. But you don't have to be. All right? I'm not included in your thoughts or your prayers. And I'm okay with that because I have my own thoughts. But I will say this. as uh, um, Stop shaming the shamers. Shame on you if you shame me for shaming you. You're going to have to deal with it in another way than casting your shame back at me. I am rubber and you are glue. You understand that? Nanny, nanny, boo-boo. <laughs> nanny, nanny, boo-boo. And I'm out. <laughs>